Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting opposite me is Denver Dave and we're here to talk about the NFL. Howdy Dave. Whoa, Jim and the King. I Jim and the King, I, I know. we're going to be rebranded. Look, if Washington can't change their name then neither can we, alright? Until they change it, then to we're be, allowed to To be fair, all the names that you did float were quite racist, so <laughs> that's the reason why we're still Jim and the King. Outrageous. <laughs> It's good to be back for another season. We will eventually change our name yes. um, if we can be bothered. But, you know, stuff like COVID and becoming fathers, Yes. in my case again, in your case for the first time, <laughs> has just, just got to be an excuse, right? Just what the world needed, another baby Bronco. In <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll try and turn him to a good team. Oh, behave. Something in the uh, AFC North. <laughs> Black and yellow. <laughs> so, yeah, we're on for another season. And uh, this is our pre-season pod because obviously this weekend we got our first weekend of games i mean you say pre-season it starts in like there was no pre-season games 50 Dave. hours yeah I there mean, was we're no pre-season so games. close to the start of the season yeah we're it's starting amazing. late as well yeah. <laughs> it's not even 50 hours like 30 hours i know covid's been really weird um yeah. but you know the nfl don't seem to care about covid enough to stop the entire season going ahead so well no i think they're doing they're doing a similar thing because the nfl is in a fortunate position where they're starting the season much later oh yeah and all the potential actions have been taken up by uh, other sports. So mm-hmm. basketball has proven that the bubble doesn't really work because you've still got some players going out to strip clubs just for the wings. Kind of works. <laughs> and then you've got baseball. Um, there's lots of teams who are having to completely cancel games. So the Mets, for example, had to cancel games, had to mm-hmm. cancel a series um, because of COVID outbreak. So it's about teaching teams how it's working, how it's not. We've seen outbreaks in world football, soccer, this time where players are going on international duty and... Uh, the COVID's not uh, COVID's being passed um, to different teams based on uh, the fact that you're now getting different players integrating together to having yep. got that to worry about obviously in the NFL and ice hockey's been reasonably clean in the way that it's worked so other teams have already done the trialling so the NFL's got to learn from them especially with the size of the rosters of and ice hockey wears those masks already across their face so <laughs> yeah but they also spend most of the time pounding on each other so. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so yeah fingers crossed it all goes ahead and everything's okay um COVID cases have been relatively low in the NFL. There have been a lot of... There was one part, I think it was in August, where a load of positives came out, and then a couple of days later, oh no, it was false positive. <laughs> so only four people had it a few weeks ago. News is today, 1,700 people got tested, and there was one positive. Yeah, it's crazy good, Yeah, if that's actually true. Yeah. Um, there is going to be an outbreak this season. There will be. One team in particular is just going to get loads of people testing positive. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is going to happen. Um, we just have to hope that it, it's not multiple teams, um, yeah. basically. So it is, it is going to happen at some point where there is a team that's going to have a number of... I mean, if it's going to happen, it's going to be Florida, isn't it? Let's face it. It's going to be one yeah. of the Florida teams. I mean, it seems likely. <laughs> no, it's not like. <laughs> anyway, so the point of today is we're going to go through um, all 32 teams. We're gonna, it's, it's going to be a segment called Look at the State of Them. Look at the state of them, Dave. Look at them, you slag. You, look at the state of that. So, yeah, we're going to go through all teams. We're going to be very strict with ourselves. We're going to have a two-minute time limit. Yeah. Um, but, as with NFL, there are some challenge flags that we can throw. So, we have three flags each. So, at the end of the two minutes, if we feel that we want to talk more about that team, we can throw the challenge flag. Adds another three minutes, I believe, Dave, for that team. Yeah. Excellent. Um, one rule is we can't throw it for our own team. So, yeah. I can't throw for the Steelers. You can't throw for the Broncos. And but, you know. let's be honest, neither of us are going to want to throw for the other person. <laughs> Mikasa so. Sukasa, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah if I give you the little wink in the gun, you're going to throw it for the Steelers for me. Nope. <laughs> if anything, I want, I want the flag where I reduce time. 
take it down to, to a minute or something. Twenty Fine. seconds. Um, before we do that, though, we better talk. One thing that shouldn't eat into the uh, the time of the Washington football team yeah. is that they have changed their name. Something that I think kind of goes beyond this uh, two minute recap of every team. Um, finally, acquiescing. Uh, to remove the the nickname Redskins from all their branding, the logo, the Native Americans also gone. Yeah. Um, next move seems to be a bit of a power grab from the majority minority shareholders to get rid of Dan Snyder. Obviously, a steady slew of allegations from well, every female ex employee of yeah. the organization doesn't seem to help him. Uh, sounds pretty rough. What happened over in Washington? It is. I mean, the other the other way to look at it is that it's long overdue. Oh yeah. Um, but it's also weird that you're given this opportunity to rebrand a football team and have gone for Washington football team as an interim. Now I get the argument that is you can't really uh you can't really rebrand a football team this close to the start of a season and you know it's an interim measure but at the same time something a little bit more exciting probably could have been made. I'm purposely sidestepping the whole <coughs> accusations on Dan Snyder partially because nothing's been proven and innocent or proven guilty they're all alleged and also because he's a slimy bastard probably (laughs) guilty probably allegedly allegedly (laughs) allegedly apparently maybe wow well there's also a new president in the United States Dave don't know if you've heard this a president for the Washington Redskins and that is uh, I thought you were Trump I thought that was no 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 not yet Uh, former Falcons Browns and Cardinals running back Jason Wright has become the first African American own uh, president of a uh, American football team, mm, NFL well. football team at least. Uh, right under Masters in Business Administration qualification from the University of Chicago, and was doing some consulting before being offered the role. He's also the youngest ever NFL team president at the age of thirty-eight. So a nice little move there to help sweep away the old administration yeah. a little bit. Um, so yeah, that was the bit I wanted to put in. Shouldn't really eat into the Washington football team's time. <laughs> It's yeah. to say that. Uh, yeah, so let's move on then. We're going to start well, as usual. I'm going to say one thing that is quite annoying. We did our draft last night for fantasy. We did. And um, when you see any... I don't, I'm going to try and not call them Redskins. I'm going to try and not call them. So when you see any Washington players, when all the players are listed, if it's Daniel Jones, it will just say Giants. If it's um, James Conner, it will say Steelers. And when it's any kind... when it's If it's Dwayne Haskins, it will just say football team yeah which yeah, is a bit really irritating <laughs> really really irritating I was like football well we'll see who what the, they do who the hell's football oh, okay. they've now got on the entire season to, uh, yeah. to think about this and obviously with someone like Jason right there it should hopefully be the right decision uh, what they come up with I mean that's like the worst that wasn't a pun it wasn't even going for a pun what else can I say there on your face is disgusting I said, Dave Dave don't do this to me man come on <laughs> it's too early in the season for this alright so <laughs> never too early for this let's go start the timer then we've got two minutes we're going to start with the AFC East and it starts with the New England Patriots uh, so first of all no more let's get the list out Tom Brady Kyle Van Noy Jamie Collins Danny Shelton Mo Sanu and Stephen Goskowski uh, they moved out of the first round for more picks of the draft. Didn't pick up a QB or a wide receiver, but did take two tight ends in the third round. Uh, and then, of course, they've moved in Cameron Newton on a prove-yourself deal and brought back Brian Hoyer. So everything's okay there. Uh, Cam Newton's contract guarantees just 550 k uh, on a $1.5 million base salary. Could rise to $7.5 million with bonuses, including $700k per game. Yeah. I think this, we've seen lots of moves by the Patriots. There's a lot of people accusing them of tanking um, for a number one quarterback mm-hmm. next season. I think <laughs> with the talent they've still got on the roster and the coaching 
ability they still got on the roster. There's no way that they're going to be picking early enough to pick up someone like Trevor Lawrence. I no. think uh, Jacksonville will have something to say about that. Um, so I And the AFC East. Uh, <laughs> there's a good chance that that might be the case as well. So there's, I, I think there's a fairly good chance that you're going to be looking at the Patriots still being one of the contenders for the division. I don't think Miami is strong enough yet. Okay. Um, and defensively, they're still not a bad team. There's still a lot of teams. Which Aren't are, they? Not that, really. That core's been gutted out. Okay, Stefan Gilmore is they've the st- only Pro Bowl talent on that team now. Okay, but they've still got other players around them as a core, which, you know, there's talent on that team. They're, without any shadow of a doubt, there's still talent on that team. And let's and I kind of like the direction that they're going in with having Cam Newton because it's something completely oh, yeah. different He's going to play well we've for seen him. previously. 12-4 and four last season. I mean, they're not going to get anywhere now this season. We wouldn't expect it. But part of me really wants them to do... Well, part of me really wants them to do well this season just to prove that it wasn't all Brady. But then <laughs> I, I suspect that that's not going to be the case, if I'm perfectly honest. Okay. Uh, so let's move on to the Buffalo Bills. Hey, Dave, do you love Stefan Diggs? Like, really love Stefan Diggs? Well, you I mean, probably don't love him as much as Bills GM Brandon Bean. All it cost was their first, fifth, and sixth round picks as well as a 2021 fourth-round selection to Minnesota. Wow. As usual, though, there's plenty of other new faces at Orchard Park. 18 free agency signings at last count. Biggest name was Mario Addison from Carolina. Uh, Frank Gore has been moved out of the way for their third-round pick, Zach Moss. Uh, and AJ Epinesa was their second-round draft pick at defensive end, so more improvements there. Still looking like they're moving in the right direction, Dave. Um, pretty strong unit, got a little bit stronger. Yeah, I mean, they've re-signed Tredavious White as well to a big deal. They did. Um, they haven't lost many pieces on the defence, which no. is both surprising and refreshing. Um, yeah. And they're the team, really, look, going into, looking at the AFC East, it's the first time you can really say the favourites are the Bills, because that's been a long time since that's <sighs> been the case. Yeah, Jim I, Kelly was quarterback in. in the, oh, <laughs> yeah, easily. I mean, I don't, really, Patrick. I don't really understand the, the move for Stefan Diggs, if I'm honest. Because, no. they, I mean, they had Cole Beasley, and Cole Beasley last year playing in the slot was fine. So it was absolutely fine. Not a mm. problem with him. And John, uh, John Brown they had as well was their uh, receiver one. Yeah, I mean, ex-Cardinal. Yeah. Superb season last year. Absolutely brilliant season last year. I know that because he torched me in fantasy twice, in two different <laughs> leagues as well. Um, so I didn't really understand the mortgage in the house in order to get Stefan Diggs. He's an absolute liability. Especially with what's happened with with um, Stefan Diggs as well, because he is he's kind of looking at Antonio Brown saying, I want some of that action, you know? <laughs> let, let, let Give some controversy around me. They just thought they needed a, a uber-quick wide receiver to catch the yep. balls again overthrown by Josh Allen every well, time. So that's, that's the other part of it. Um, with 10 seconds left, all I'm going to say is they've got a brilliant defence. Offence has been improved, and I love the coaching that they've got in Buffalo. So this season, 10-6 and six last year, they've got a real chance this year. Mm. So... So the New York Jets, uh, Robbie Anderson's gone down to Carolina. Jamal Adams has left for Seattle. The Jets gave Adams a sorry. The Jets gave Adams and a 2022 fourth round pick for Bradley McDougal. Seattle's first round pick for two years and their third in 2021. Um, Jets have done a lot of work on their biggest issue, the O line. So George Fant, a tackle from Seattle's come in. Connor McGovern from Denver and <laughs> Greg and Greg Van Roten from Carolina to shore up the line. They also drafted Mackay Becton in round one, who is an absolute freak of a person. Yes. And Denzel Mims is an upgrade at wide receiver. 
Ashton Davis at safety. They had a good draft overall. Uh, I quite like the moves that they've made. Robbie Anderson's a bit of a mercenary, so fine. If he's not going to play ball, then move him on. And they made the decision between Adam Gase and Jamal Adams, and yeah. they picked Adam Gase. I mean, Mackay Becton is the concern, because it's what we said in all of our draft episodes as well. He's a physical freak, but that doesn't always translate directly into the NFL. Um, he's so big and so powerful, you rely on that. I mean, we all played we all played um, football in sort of school, where, and it was always the biggest guy was uh, the biggest guy was the most talented. Yeah. Well, as soon as you go up to the professional leagues, that doesn't count anymore, and being no. big just isn't enough. So, how that's going to translate um, is going to be interesting. The fact is, they've got the best quarterback in that division by. A long way. Ooh. Sam Donald a hot take. is insanely good. Considering considering what he did last season with that offensive line, which was essentially trash. Andy had glandular fever. Yeah. Andy had very little to throw to. And he didn't have a running back that liked running more than 20 yards. The simple <laughs> fact of the matter is, he is uber talented. And give him the pieces to be able to thrive. And he could walk that division. Mm. Um, the obvious asterisk to that is Tua. But I can't honestly sit there and make the case for Tua being better than him because he hasn't even taken a snap yet. Well, we'll see how it goes. Well, I'm a big fan of Tua. I think he's great. But Sam Donald's got the body work behind him. Love that segue. And let's go on to the Miami Dolphins then. So the rebuild continues under Brian Flores. Uh, 11 draft picks, including Tua Tua Tungavailoa. Can you say it really quickly? Um... (laughs) They didn't really lose any big names on the offseason because there weren't any big names left. So unless you count... Uh, <laughs> I mean, that, that's harsh. Unless you count Josh Rosen, clear, uh, Josh Rosen clearing waivers before being picked up by the Bucks as a big name, which I do not. Nope. Uh, nine new defensive free agents, including cornerback Byron Jones from Dallas for $82.5 million. Uh, linebacker Kyle Van Noy from the Pats for $51 million, And defensive end Shaq Lawson from the Bills for $30 million. Yeah. So if you've got a little money to spend, you might as well... Flash I mean, that cash. To be, to be fair, up until today, mm. um, they had the two highest paid cornerbacks in the game. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Jalen <laughs> Ramsey has somewhat now spoiled that party. Yeah, we'll talk about him later. Yeah, bless him. Um, <laughs> but no, again, you look at the Dolphins, and last season, I think they had, was it 20 new players going into the season or something yep. like that? Yeah. Um, this year, again, there's a massive turnaround. It's going to take a few weeks. Mm. I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Brian Flores. I think yes. he's done an amazing job. Um, he was my coach of the season last year, and then some. He, mm. he was absolutely amazing. Now, the way to look at how successful a coach is being is you look at expectation minus, uh, or you do, sorry, look at achievement minus expectation. And this year, the expectation is for them to get, what, six, maybe seven wins? They're probably not going to top that, but the only thing is it's about how they do it. There's a lot of questions out there. How long until Tua comes in yes. for Fitzpatrick? Can they sit him the entire year? Yeah, how long does it take those players to gel? They still got Devontae Parker, who was great last season. Yeah. So I just see him getting better this year. The problem is Devontae Parker was great last season, being double teamed because they had no run game. He's if they get a run game now, I'm not a massive fan of Howard's, but he's at least a downhill runner that causes you often to have to stuff the box. He's a one cut mover. Yeah, maybe. See. But then Devontae Parker potentially is going to have single coverage, which is going to make it even more. Yeah, that last season. <laughs> really, he was getting doubled a lot of the time because he's the only threat that they had. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that is the AFC's done in super yeah. quick time. Didn't need to throw a challenge flag. Uh, so, AFC North and the Baltimore Ravens won that division. Biggest off-season news was the release of Pro Bowl free safety L. Thomas after a fight at practice with fellow defensive player Chuck Clark. 
Looks like there were no players or coaches willing to back <laughs> Thomas, as he's currently still Sands' team. Yeah. Uh, they haven't done much in free agency. Derek Wolfe, defensive end from the Broncos, got the biggest contract for them at just $3 million. Uh, looks like they're pl- pinning their hopes on Lamar Jackson winning a playoff game and another running back in rookie J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State. Don't forget they also got Claire Campbell as well. Oh yeah, they picked up Claire Campbell. Yeah. So another veteran defensive tackle going in there. Yeah. Uh, pretty much trying again, playing the same song as last year. Pretty much. Uh, didn't work from in the playoffs the last two seasons, well, Dave. So last year they were fourteen and two. From yeah, something like that. Now the issue with them isn't on what they do in the regular season. We know what they're going to do in the regular season. On paper, they have arguably the most talented roster in the AFC. Um, it's, I can argue that it's only <laughs> about what they do in the postseason, and we're not going to know the answer to that until Christmas. That's that. It's purely simple. I don't think any of us need to throw the red flag on this one and ask for more time because no. this year it is exactly everyone expects them to win the division. Everyone expects them to win that. Even as a Steeler, you're you're looking, and the same as I'm with the Bronco as well. We're not going to win the AFC West. Well, you're gonna, no, you're not going to be the Chiefs. Yeah, you're not going to beat the. You're not going to be the Ravens. It's not going to happen. So. Everyone knows what the Ravens have to do. And until Lamar Jackson signs his contract, they have to do it now. Because as mm-hmm. soon as he signs his contract, things are going to change significantly. So it's all about what they do in the offseason. Forget about the forget about what's happening right now. It's only about what they do in the offseason. The regular season will take care of itself. They'll win double-digit games and it's not going to be a concern. Look at that. We've got 15 seconds left. <laughs> Easy. We've got an alarm going off. Well, Is yeah. it your son not breathing anymore? Well, maybe. It's just... <laughs> His heart stopped. Yeah, forgetting to take the alarm off. <laughs> well, there you go. So that's the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they've done anything to really address the fact they can't win a playoff game. Um, uh, that just gets worse. A lot of it might just be experience. Let's go on to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Ben's back. Dobbs is back. Cam Hayward's back on a long-term deal. Sorry, but, when you said Ben's back, like that was a positive thing. You're making me laugh. It's absolutely yeah. a positive thing. <laughs> what former Hall of Fa- uh, future Hall of Famer? Okay. Yeah, uh, Bud Dupree got franchise tagged. So the biggest loss was Javon Hargrave at defensive tackle to the Eagles, but he got 39 million, and we couldn't match that. So uh, free agency signings of t- uh, tight end Eric Ebron, guard Stefan Wisniewski, and fullback Derek Watt, which means there's two Watts in the building. Yeah. What what what. Wide receiver Chase Claypool and uh, running back Anthony McFarlane Jr. with the two big pickups in the draft. I so I was talking to Philly Sai yesterday. Uh, oh yeah, during the draft, and I picked up and I said I'm about to pick up a sneaky good um, tight end now, and and I thought he's going to laugh when I do it, and I picked up Eric Ebron, mm-hmm. and his response wasn't that's ridiculous. Why are you picking him up? It was damn that was going to be my sneaky good pick. Yep. Now the problem is that Big Ben is so old and decrepit now with a knackered shoulder he's not going to be able to throw more than about 20 yards so Eric Ebron is going to be big in the receiver game now the issue is and this is the issue with Steelers you don't know how good Roethlisberger is going to be you kind of remind me of the Broncos that won Super Bowl 50 defence is super talented (laughs) let's not forget that the Broncos at that time had an old decrepit quarterback who couldn't move very well yeah whose arm was potentially questionable a couple of years older than Roethlisberger yeah I mean a lot older in terms of his body Mm -hmm. well Roethlisberger's a lot older in terms of his body let's not (laughs) let's not pull any punches Peyton Manning looked after himself a bit better than Roethlisberger did so you kind of remind me a bit of that Broncos team now it's not necessarily a bad thing because the Broncos team went on and won the Super Bowl Mm. so the defense you have to lean on and 
you know, with absolute dog shit at quarterback last year, you managed to get an even record. Um, it's just that if it happens again, that's going to be one of the major, that's going to be the major thing that unravels on the team. I'm really happy about Chase Clayball. He's a really good possession receiver, yeah. so big red zone target, along with Eric Ebron, who's another big pickup. Uh, Anthony McFarland could well be the number one running back in Pittsburgh by the end of the season. I'm right in saying you've picked up Josh Dobbs as well. Yeah, so that's what Dobbs, I said Dobbs is back. Yeah, Dobbs is back. So you so moved out Duck. after he... He cleared waivers. Um, yeah, he cleared waivers for from Jacksonville. Yeah, um, we gave him we gave him to Jacksonville for a fifth round pick. So we basically yeah. picked up a fifth round pick for nothing. Just lost Dobbs for a season. Yeah, and are you pinning your future on Josh Dobbs? No, but you so, know I really like Josh Dobbs. I do. He's the he kind was... of dual threat quarterback that is needed in the league now. Okay, because he's a run. He was a runner in Tennessee. So his six completions um, and an interception with zero touchdowns and a pass rating of 24. Don't care. They didn't play him the way he should be played. Mm, indeed. Anyway, is that two minutes? That's well past two minutes. <laughs> well, you've had to use a timeout on that then. Because yeah, right. I can't do it. That's apparently. the way you want to play it. What do you mean you want to play it? I've used Let's... it now. Come on, move on, move on. I've got more time with it though, haven't I? Yeah, keep going. <laughs> Let's go on to the Cleveland Browns who finished third in the AFC North. So a quarter of the roster out again. A new head coach in former Vikings OC, Kevin Stefanski. Uh, linebacker Joe Schobert has gone to Jacksonville. They also moved on Murray and linebacker Christian Kirksey. Biggest, biggest free agent move in was Titans right tackle Jack Conklin for $42 million. The terrible handling of da- uh, Titan David Njoku maybe swayed them to overpaying for Austin Hooper from Atlanta for $42 million as well. Uh, offensive tackle Jedrick Wills was their first round pick. LSU safety Grant Telbit in round two, although he's now injured for the entire season, and defensive tackle Jordan Elliott in round three. So, quite a lot of movement again in Cleveland. Uh, season out from their um, vaunted Super Bowl run, yeah. <laughs> didn't transpire after they got slammed in the first week by Tennessee. Um, any any reason why they should be enthusiastic about this season, Dave? Uh, yes. Go. Yes, because they're the Browns. I'll start two minutes <laughs> now. So the reason being is I don't mind using another timeout on that one as well because I haven't yeah I don't mind. Uh, so the the thing with the Browns is they've been brownish for so long. They were yep. six and ten last season when everyone said they were going to win the Super Bowl. Anyone with half ounce of sense knew that, that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> now I like Kevin Stefanski, so I was, I was I don't. he did um, sort of a, a play rundown, and I liked the way that he was able to express things and the way that he was able to explain them. I thought he was very very clear. Now that comes from him being a coordinator, and I didn't know that he's not actually been offensive coordinator. He's, he, was a, he was offensive coordinator at the, at the uh, Vikings, Vikings for a year. Yeah, before that he was. Quarterback, uh, quarterback coach. He was wide receiver. He was positional coach, and he wasn't actually an OC. But yeah. you know, we know that being an offensive coordinator or even being a positional coach doesn't always work for the Browns. Work going into a head coach position. No. The only thing with the only thing with the Browns is they have to give him time, which I think they will, considering that they've got a new. The Andrew Berry's the new um, another GM. GM, but he used to he used to be there as well. So hopefully they're going to be able to have a little bit more faith in that in that sense as well and keeping him around. Um, the main thing for the Browns is that they're going to be able to compete at the line of scrimmage because they haven't done that now in a number of years on offense at least. They haven't they haven't been able to give Baker Mayfield any time, um, and quite frankly, the fact that they've been able to get any rushing yards has been a miracle in its sense so that that has to be the big positive for them um, but it's very very difficult to think that the Browns are going to do anything other than be brownish um, yeah I don't hold out much hope considering that they're in the same 
um, they're in the same division as uh, the Steelers and the Ravens. And that's the big downfall, unfortunately. <laughs> if only they had another division to be in. Yeah. Uh, okay. I've got nothing else to add to that. So let's move on to the Cincinnati Bengals. The car crash of the year. Still no confirmation of their sometime Pro Bowl wide receiver AJ Green that will turn up this season. Uh, Tyler Eifert has also shuffled off the doctor's table long enough to head down to Jacksonville. Yeah. Uh, presumably an ambulance, given his uh, history. Uh, biggest free agency moves with defensive tackle DJ Reader from Houston, 53 million. And Vikings cornerback Trey Waynes for 42 million. Yeah. With the first pick in the draft, they stayed steady and picked LSU alum Joe Burrow as their franchise quarterback. Then Clemson wide receiver T. Higgins at the start of the second. After that, it kind of fell off a cliff in terms of quality. But Cincinnati, so what do you expect? Well, Cincinnati play uh, a 4-3, have done for quite some time. They're one of the few teams, though, that play a 4-3 with very little defensive tackle, which mm. seems crazy, but that's the way that they play. <laughs> and with the signing of uh, DJ Reader, that should really help Geno Atkins in the centre, rushing from yeah. uh, the middle. The other thing is, uh, at linebacker, they've been frightfully slow for so long. Oh um, yeah, they've updated in. They've upgraded in the draft, but you're relying then on rookies. Um, their offensive line is still porous, and they've done very little to address Not that. that. No, but the signing of Von Bell might actually turn out to be pretty good because essentially now you've got because Sean Williams is their best defensive player and has been for quite some time, and now they're able to rotate him out and keep him a lot fresher because you've got Von Bell who's a strong safety and Sean Williams who's a strong safety they're going to be able to mm. basically share snaps because no team no team's defence spent more time on the field last season than the Bengals so that could end up being a massive massive draw for them their player of the season is going to be Joe Burrow simply because it's going to be out of a sympathy vote more than anything <laughs> I've never felt more sorry for a number one pick overall coming out because mm. they've they've still got 11 so in in terms of actual cap, they rolled over 11 million from last year and have still got over 20-something million to spend this year. It's not doing it, I are don't they? understand why the, why the cap is there for you to go out and spend it. They could have gone out and get a pass rush. Could have gone out and get Jundavian Clowney. They yeah. didn't. Yeah. Not even in the conversation. They're, when was the last time, honestly, and we're out of time now, but I want to ask you this question. I'll, when throw, was in the the, last time, I'll throw in the time out. When was on. the last time, honestly, that there was a free agent signing, a big free agent signing, even someone like Logan Ryan, for example, and the Bengals' name was mentioned. Not even that they're going to go and get them, just that the Bengals' name was mentioned. They're notoriously stingy, Dave, about contracts. No, but why? The money's... What? The, just go out What's the ownership? There. It's not, that's not a good enough excuse. Going back, that's the reason Carson Palmer left. So going back, Carson Palmer was signed... He, he retired. First overall. He retired. First overall he, just leave. he retired. By the Bengals. They went to the playoffs a few times. Never yep. really won a game. Um, and then Carson Palmer said, go out and spend some money. They said no. He said, fine, trade me or I'll retire. Mm. And then they said, we're not going to trade you. So he said, it, I'll retire. So he yeah. retired. And then they ended up trading him to the, the Raiders. Raiders at that point. Trade of yeah. the century. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it didn't work out well for either of them, to be perfectly honest. That's what Hugh Jackson said when he did it. Yeah, and then he was gone at the end of the season. So yeah. it's not something that's new. I just don't understand where, I don't understand why they, where this comes from, where they can just continually think this is the right thing to do. Yeah, it's almost it's like the Buffalo tax, isn't it? But yeah, the Bengals never get mentioned when it's coming to a, no. a free agent signing, and no. they, like you said, they have the cap space. They're never in danger of going over it. It's insane. So. I mean, carrying over in 11 million from last year. So if no one knows how carryover works, if a team, say, spends... So you, the cap's 200 million. If you spend 190 
uh, and then you sack five players three weeks from the end mm-hmm. uh, and you save yourself another 20 you can only carry over what physically has not been used at any point during the season so you can't just say well we sack five players towards the end of the season therefore we're going to carry that over yep. it's what's not been allocated at any point even in dead cap space so if, mm-hmm. you, if I said to Jim Jim you're my, you're my wide receiver I'm going to give you 20 million if you do X, Y and Z you don't do X, Y and Z therefore that was still allocated funds to carry over 11 million unheard of I mean, it's insane that that is even that that's even a possibility nowadays. It's ridiculous. I've never heard anything like it. And that's the AFC North. So let's move on to the AFC South. Yep. First team up is the Houston Texans. Uh, they may have given away one of the best wide receivers in the game in Dondre Hopkins, but the Texans have at least been able to tie up QB Deshaun Watson to a new long-term deal. It works out at four years, $156 million dollars. $27 million signing bonus. It averages $39 million a season. Um, other reasons to smile for the Texans fans is they replaced DeAndre Hopkins with Randall Cobb for $27 million. So there's no need to draft a receiver until their last pick in round five, who is Isaiah Coulter from Rhode Island, that famous wide receiver <laughs> <laughs> producing a college team. Yeah. They also traded the fourth-round pick for walking concussion Brandon Cooks. The Rams used that pick to get wide receiver Van Jefferson, so let's see how that strikes out. Yeah. Uh, Ross Blacklock, the defensive tackle from TCU, was the Texans' first pick in the draft. Second round, because they didn't have a first round pick, uh, was taken as a direct replacement for DJ Reader. Um, Texans seem to be moving backwards, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Uh, giving away your best defensive weapon uh, to throw to is not the way to secure well, uh, another division title. It's not. I mean, part of the reason for them giving... Um, part of them, the reason for them giving him away was the fact that they knew they were going to have to pay Deshaun Watson. Mm. And no matter what you say, Deshaun Watson is that team. He just is. Oh, yeah. Now, the other thing is that they give, they give away, um, the, as you say, one of the best receivers in the game and then take over David Johnson's mammoth contract. Yeah. And, I, and give Randall Cobb 27 million. Yes. And take on Brandon Cooks. No, because Brandon Cooks still being paid the majority. I think it's twenty-two yep. million dead cap space for the Rams. So the, the Rams, Rams still, are still yeah. paying most of it. Most of it, still paying some of it. The Rams are still paying me. They're still paying you. They're paying everyone. <laughs> paying to keep to leave for the next five years. Um, yeah. So, but I, I think you're right in terms of sheer talent. The Texans are going backwards, yeah. and they have been for quite some time. But I mean, this is what the Texans do. They say we're not going to pay Tyrone Matthew. We're not going to pay Tyrone Matthew, but we're going to play Bradley Roby. Yeah, what a decision! <laughs> I don't understand the Texans, um, and after being ahead so far in the playoffs against the Chiefs, and almost being the team that upset the Apple twenty-four Cup, points, yeah. it just feels like it just feels like they've done a Ferrari last season. Ferrari is so far ahead in mm-hmm, Formula One, mm-hmm. who is challenging Formula One now. Christ, they're really great. Yeah. Next up is the Tennessee Titans. So after giving Ryan Tannehill a shiny new four-year, $118 million contract Mugs. and running back Derek Henry a four-year, $50 million extension, half of that's guaranteed, yeah. uh, the biggest off-season move was bringing in former number one overall pick for the Texans, Jadeveon Clowney. Yes. Uh, big moves out with defensive tackle Jarrell Casey being traded to Denver. Woo! Right tackle Jack Conklin going to Cleveland and former number two overall pick Marcus Mariota being sent to the Rams. Uh, Trevor Simmons now the backup to QB Ryan Tannehill. I thought Simeon got released. I think he's... Oh, maybe he's gone. I think he got maybe released. He's still there. Um, but you also <laughs> look at the fact that they lost Logan Ryan. Yeah. Uh, he's well, gone to right. the Giants. I like Ryan. And Cameron Wake as well. They've not replaced Cameron Wake. Cameron really. Wake. Yeah. Um, he's still in free agency. 39, is he now? Uh, 112. Ah, that was close. Close, close, close. Yes. Um, yeah, they've definitely sewn up the two players that 
played well for them last year on offense at least. Yeah. Uh, and bringing in Jadavion Clown is a bit of a kind of uh, FU move to their division rivals. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, Are they going to do better though this year? Because no. the Titans love to win about eight or nine games. Yeah, last and year. No more, please. Last year, what, nine and seven? Um, they were. There was a couple of points. Well, I said at the beginning of last year they were going to be sneaky good. You mocked and laughed at me. Um, especially the week after the Broncos. That was with Mario at the start in the... No, no, no. I, that I, was, no, I, that was before they signed up Tannehill. No, 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 it wasn't. I said they're going to be sneaky good because they've got potentially the best backup, Ryan Tannehill. Because I've always been a Tannehill fan, not to the point where he's a QB1, but I've always said that Tannehill's good from the first time I saw him at Wembley against the Raiders when they talked I him. said that as well. Yeah, but I, I've, I've never disagreed with you. I, <laughs> I like Tannehill. I think he's good. The, the simple fact is, I don't think they've lost too many pieces. No. I don't think they're the team that are going to be sneaky good this year. I think, and we've got them day one. We've got them on Monday Night Football. Mm. Um, and I'm so glad we've got You're them You're 2.5 points under in that game. Yeah, I know. It's weird, isn't it? I don't know how they figured that one out, but literally no clue. Time up. Indianapolis Colts. So, after bringing in old Phil Rivers for a one-year go at quarterback in the Colts. Old Phil Rivers. You can't Indianapolis, dig. He's old. No. <laughs> Indianapolis spent their first two draft picks on offensive skill pieces to go around Rivers. Uh, first of all was USC wide receiver Michael Pittman Jr., and Wisconsin running back Jonathan Taylor are being hyped up. <laughs> Did you draft him somehow in the fantasy? I love Jonathan Taylor. I've been banging his drum for a long time. So we're just done with phrasing, right? That's not a thing anymore? Colts are considered the dark horse again if they can get a good Phil Rivers. Yes. Which we didn't see last year. We saw an interception Phil Rivers. Yes. Well, the offensive line last year at the, at the uh, Chargers was garbage. Same mm. as we've seen almost every year. But, I mean, the offensive line for the Colts is ridiculously good um, receivers wise they're actually not bad as well um, T.Y. Hilton if he yep. can stay fit I think it is, is he if the, wishes for fishes is he the most underrated receiver in the league T.Y. Hilton uh, I mean he's in the conversation at least like, he, gets, he gets just forgotten because the Him, consistency is not there Keenan Allen uh, uh, Juju Juju yeah. Yeah. I think they're in the conversation for being the most underrated and I think he's also Zach, Zach Pascal. I really like bit of a punt returner but last yeah. towards the end of last season did really well he's got the offensive line he's now got a, potentially the run game and he's got decent receivers what more do you want as a wide receiver and I said it last year as, as, a, as a quarterback I said it last year it was Jacoby Brissett's big chance this is yep. your chance you've got everything you need just go and do it and he didn't no, and now this is Philip Rivers' chance to actually do something special. And this, the Colts should win this division. The Colts should walk this division because <laughs> everyone else has somewhat imploded. It's going to be the Colts mm. or the Titans. The Colts should win this division, and all they have to do, and this is to quote, this is to quote the uh, Steelers boss from last year: "Just don't lose as any games. That's all you have to do. Just, <laughs> Just don't, don't lose, lose games." games. <laughs> you mean Mike Tomlin? Yes, I Thank can't you. remember. His name. Uh, are we done on the Colts? Yeah. Excellent. Right, so the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, we, I might need to throw a flag on this before we start because there's quite a lot to go through here. Um, lots of talk from podcasters, YouTubers and pundits about tanking, but these people don't seem to know about the Jags organisation. This is how they operate, they've been, Dave. They've been tanking since 95. <laughs> they overdraft players like Bortles, Fournette and Gokwe and Ramsey, then they watch them leave when their contract comes up. Um, Fournette, let's go for him, never truly lived up to the hype coming out of LSU. I mean, he used to seek out the first hit in college and then shrug it off. Yeah. It's not the same in the NFL. You can't do that. Um, Fournette stays in Florida, moving down to Tampa, or across, I should say. And Gokwe is being traded to the Vikings, here we go, for a 2021 second-round pick 
and a 2022 fifth round pick. That is conditional, potentially a fourth round pick if he's a pro bowler, and a third round pick if he's a pro bowler and a Super Bowl winner. Not going to happen. I mean, uh, that as, a, as, as actual trade value, that's selling a brand new car for a fiver. I mean, <laughs> he wanted to leave. It doesn't make any difference. <laughs> really doesn't make any difference. They've also traded safety Ronnie Harrison to the Browns for a fifth round pick and keeping Gardner Minshew at quarterback. Uh, they did make some good pickups in the draft. So CJ Henderson at cornerback, LaVisca Chenault and Colin Johnson at wide receiver, Clavon Chase on the linebacker. Um, I'm just not as worried for the Jags as a lot of other people want to be. I think this whole talk of tanking, I don't see them actually trying to tank this is just how they operate in normal years to a certain degree I mean you're also forgetting the fact that they lost AJ Boye who didn't have a great season last yeah. year but that's because he was getting targeted on almost every play because opposite him was, was Jalen Ramsey yeah uh, they've also lost Calais Campbell as well um, that was a bit of a weird one because it is, he, he, was he was happy in Jacksonville by the he was but he was going anyway they couldn't afford what they wanted to pay him basically yeah. the, pro- the problem that I have with Jacksonville is they don't have a talented quarterback really I like Minshew he's a bit of a character but he's a cartoon character he's better than his 6th round yeah. draft position but he's not a he'll first be in the league for the next 10 years as a backup if not anything else but he's I think he's absolutely fine the problem that I have is Doug Marone now, he's got a record of 37 wins, 45 losses. And that includes a season where they went to the AFC Championship. Okay? <laughs> Do you know who their offensive coordinator is? Oh. Their offensive coordinator. No. Well, his, he was a head coach last year, and his team were the lowest scoring team in the NFL last year. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, Jay Gruden. He's the offensive coordinator. <laughs> I rest my case. Yeah. I'm properly scared for the Jags. And the GM as well. I mean, David Caldwell just keeps getting away Dave, with it. This is Dave Caldwell's first season as the GM. I know he's been there in on paper. <laughs> he's been pulling the strings. He's been... Pe- no, he has not. Ooh, Ooh he hasn't. Oh, he has. <laughs> no, this is, this is really the first time he's been able to do anything. But I agree. They, it's been a long time since they've had any kind of consistency. So, guess, do you know how many rookies they've got this year? In terms of undrafted free agents, in terms of guys... Well, who they are, draft like 14 players. Yep, so how, then you've got to look at how many they like 26. Retain, no, 18 in total. <laughs> and a lot of those are guys who are not real rookies, but they're rookies in the sense of the word that they were drafted a couple of years ago but never actually made it yeah, properly yeah, yeah. onto a Practice team. squads and then... 18 of the 53. Their average age is the lowest in the NFL for the second year running. And the only decent receiver they appear to have is DJ Shark. I mean, he is superbly Look at LaVisca Chenault. I just I'm, told you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree that he looks great in college, but I'm not going to... I'm not I'm not massively excited about Jerry Judy at the moment just because you don't know <laughs> how that's going to translate to the NFL. All right, but I think it's not going to be as bad as everyone thinks it's going to be. I don't think they're going for the number one overall pick. Oh, I think they I think yeah. I don't think they're going for it, but I think it's gonna be theirs. It's gonna be theirs or the Bengals maybe. Bengals I know you, again, could, I think. you think they've got you think there's a good chance the Chargers might be in with that Yeah, I do, well, yeah. But yeah. Um I mean we've still got a minute left on the Jags. Have we? we have I, I didn't throw a flag on the Jags. I did, I'll throw <laughs> You I'm threw your flag on it. <laughs> um the other thing is so halfway through last season as well is when they started losing pieces mm-hmm. and not just Jalen Ramsey's mystery backache <laughs> yeah but, but it's good to get rid of that guy I, no I agree I agree 100% and to get two first round picks for him yeah superb um, I the, the problem that I have is they, they players started giving up last season it was obvious watching them that players were giving up yeah and they lost Marone had given up they lost six of the last eight games last season yeah I don't see... Looking at that squad, I don't see how they're going to win games. 
I don't. I'm not. Gonna, they're not going to get one, be one of those teams who gets blown out every week. I mean, you were look you, when you were watching the Bengals last year. You were thinking, just, just don't murder them. They don't need to be murdered. Just beat them. You don't. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to put sixty points on them or something. Yeah. I Rest your starters. No one's. Yeah. No one's going to be putting sixty <laughs> points on the Jags. But they're not going to be winning games. They're going to be. There's going to be games where they're going to win like ten. You know, they're going to get ten points, and the mm. opposition is going to get thirty-two. And so it's not going to be a complete mauling. But every week they're just going to get beat. And they're in. I mean, the only the only saving grace is the fact that they play the Texans and the Titans. Yeah, they're in with a shout on those two teams. Well, they're twinned against they're twinned against the AFC West and as well. And you're also pinning your hopes on Phil Rivers not being absolutely appalling this year. I think there's yeah, there's every opportunity for him to prove himself. Let's move on to the AFC West. First up is the Kansas City Chiefs. Must be difficult to be a Chiefs fan right now. Super Bowl winners. Then they went on a mission to type all of their stars. First up was Patrick Mahomes with the record-breaking 10-year. $450 million contract extension. Uh, a week later, they then penned defensive tackle Chris Jones to a four-year, $80 million contract extension. Then first-round draft pick running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire got a $10 million deal. Pro Bowl tight end Travis Helsky got a four-year, $57.25 million contract extension. Head coach Andy Reid got signed a six-year contract extension through to 2025. Um, not everyone could stay. So, cornerback Kendall Fuller has gone to the Washington football team on a $40 million deal. Uh, defensive end Emmanuel Ogba to Miami for $15 million, And LaShawn McCoy to Tampa Bay. They're paying Emmanuel Ogba $15 million. Yeah. $15 million skittles. <laughs> Emmanuel Ogba's not a bad defensive end. Is he worth $15 million? Well, to Miami. I'd rather get Ziggy he's, hey, he's just won a Super Bowl, all right? Yeah. He's just won a Super Bowl. That was a Super Bowl tax. Um, looks like they're trying to run it back. And they've got um, a very good chance of doing so. So this is the since the year two thousand. Uh, this is the lowest num- lowest turnover of players uh, for any Super Bowl winning team. Since, yeah, that's fifty players, two- isn't it, or something? No, nope, fifteen new players since last year. Now that includes like long snappers and all that kind of shit as well. So you're looking at the drebs at the bottom. But not since the year 2000 have we seen only a turnover of 15 year on year from Super Bowl winners. Yeah. Um, so they've obviously managed to retain a huge amount. I think that one of the big positives for them is the fact that Mahomes' deal doesn't really kick in for another year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that's why Chris Jones has resigned. I made a statement on Twitter that there's no you way did. Chris Jones is signing now. <laughs> when you should look at the deal, that's more hope than anything else. Well, it wasn't. It was because you, you you hear the statement and assume it's going to be an even split across all years, and it's sure. not. So it gives them maybe two, maybe even three years worth of the ability just to be able to just to be able to continue on their current course because yep. his money doesn't really go up significantly for quite a few years. No. It's um, team-friendly and player-friendly. It's, yeah. it's the best of both worlds for, yeah, yeah, for the Chiefs. And it was refreshing to hear this after hearing nothing but Dak Prescott's contract negotiations <laughs> all summer as well. Um, there's no doubt that they are... We've gone over our time. There's no doubt that they're the best team in the NFL so far. Right. Denver Broncos. Yeah. They finished second in the division uh, with hopes that they now have a serviceable quarterback in Drew Locke. Uh, Denver don't need to spend <laughs> uh, Denver don't need to spend a high draft pick on a QB this year so they spent their first two picks on wide receivers Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler they've also done some more work on the shaky O-line so they drafted LSU centre Lloyd Cushenberry yeah. and freak of nature guard Natani Muti also picked up guard Graham Glasgow from Detroit on a $44 million deal mm-hmm. maybe overspent on running back Melvin Gordon from the Chargers and traded Conor McGovern to the Jets for $27 million. Von Miller is the big news recently. Suffered an ankle injury. According to NFL Network, the injury is a, air quotes, serious one. And Miller will need season-ending surgery. So, since then, we've heard that 
it's uh, going to be at least three months, maximum six months. Mm. So make of that what you will. We may see him at Christmas, but either way, he'll be there for our playoff run, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, he'll be there by the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Conor McGovern one is the one that makes me laugh. So a lot of people say we've lost our centre. I mean, we got rid of Conor McGovern. up Lloyd Cushenberry. Yeah, we got rid of Conor McGovern. We offered him 1.9 million guaranteed. Mm. That's all. I only know the guarantee bit. What was unguaranteed, I don't know. He ends up going to the Jets for, what was it, 22? 27. Christ, I mean, after watching him for a while, he's not worth that. And we've picked up Lloyd Cushenbury. Yeah. Do you know, this is the funny thing. Do you know what Graham Glasgow, who has played on the offensive line for the, the Lions. Lions and been to multiple Pro Bowls, do you know what he calls Lloyd Cushenbury, who's a rookie? He calls him Sir. That tells you, <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know right there. Yeah. Um, this is the first time really in a number of years where I'm really, really looking forward to the season. Like, looking forward to the Broncos season. I don't think we're going to win the division because we're probably not. We're just going to play in uh, probably an exciting brand of football. We've got a quarterback we can really look to and say, this is exciting. Mm. And his name's not Case Keenum. And he's not Brock Osweiler. He's not Brock Osweiler and he's not Joe Flacco. It's just exciting. It's going to be exciting to watch. And we've got a plethora of new wide receivers as well. Mm. So, yeah, very happy about it. And I'm a massive fan of Malik uh, Reed as well. So, and he's probably who's going to be standing in for um, Von Miller. Okay. Either that or we'll go for Ezekiel Ansar, which has been rumoured today. Next up, it's the now Las Vegas Raiders. It's official. Yeah. Um, still the ghost of Al Davis was sparking through their draft. Oh. Henry Ruggs became the first receiver off the board <laughs> because he's quick. They used their second first round pick on cornerback Damon Arnett. No major names left. Uh, linebacker Corey Littleton was signed from the Rams for just over $35 million. Yeah. Nick Kwiatkowski moved across from Chicago for $21 million. And Marcus Mariota's new backup QB. Safety Jeff Heath, defensive tackle Malik Collins, and Titan Jason Witten all travelled over from Dallas. This, um, well, I'm struggling to get excited about the Raiders for this season, Dave. Uh, Derek Carr is... Are we going to say he's on his last chance season? Well, considering that they bought in Marcus Mariota, yes. <laughs> but isn't there's talk that Mariota's on IR anyway? Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. I think it's the fact that you've still got a chance in, of beating him out. You've bought in a former. Was he was he number one overall? He was first Who? overall. Mariota was second. He? second. James Winston was first. So James Winston was first. I mean, here's a road gallery if ever reverse. <laughs> but it's the fact that you've bought in someone who's picked in the first couple of picks. I mean, yeah. The thing with the Raiders is. Derek Carr was the third round pick, I think, out of Fresno State. Yeah. Um, so l- let's not forget that this season they've got another new signing in Jonathan Abraham, who played about eight snaps last year yeah. before he got injured. It was a season ending injury straight away. That was against the Broncos. Um, so he's coming back as well. So there's positives there. I think I find it very difficult to criticize the Raiders too much because I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to build a culture, they're trying to build a team. Um, they got exactly the same record as us last year, seven and nine. I'm just finding it a little bit difficult to have too much enthusiasm on their behalf because I don't feel particularly as though they've made any great moves in the off season. No. I mean, you know what it's like? You know when a team in your division makes moves, you always look and go, oh, how's that going to affect us and that? Like, I've looked at all of their moves and gone, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Their one saving grace, again, might be the, the LA Chargers. So with Phil Rivers chucked out of the Chargers, there was no doubt they needed the quarterback in the draft. Unfortunately for them, the only QB they had been told was any good was at six and Oregon QB, Justin Herbert. Uh, spoiler alert, he's not good. 
<laughs> their second first round pick was linebacker Kenneth Murray, and that was it until round four for the Chargers. So they're mostly rolling with the team that got them to five wins last year, um, just this time with Tyra Taylor as the QB rather yeah. than Phil Rivers. They brought in right tackle Brian Balaga from Green Bay for $30 million. Uh, defensive tackle Linville Joseph from the Vikings and veteran cornerback Chris Harris from Denver for $17 million apiece. Yeah. I don't know if you've been watching um, Hard yes, Knocks, Dave. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not overly excited about this Chargers team going into the season as much as they'd like me to be. No, I think the char- this is going to sound like a bit of a get out from me because it's what ha- what's happened to the Chargers for a number of years. I think the Chargers are going to lose a lot of games by one score or half a score. Um, and it's what they've done historically. They'll lose by one or they'll lose by two or last minute field goals and stuff. I think that's what's going to happen. I don't think they're particularly terrible. I don't think they're no. particularly great. No. And they've lost their best player, Derwin James. Um, that, has a, that had a massive impact on them last season. I mean, we saw he was playing multiple positions last year. He's kind of what every, what everyone thinks that Isaiah Simmons could be going forward. And Isaiah yeah. Simmons is, you know, touted by everyone as being a great, and I'm a massive fan of his as well. Derwin James is, is he the best safety in football? He's, he's up there. Yeah, I mean... Top three. Yeah, easily. So I don't necessarily think that there's too much... I don't think there's necessarily they've done too much in the off season. Um, they, they have no run game. No. I don't care what you say. Austin Eckler is not a running back. He's a receiving back. Um, and do you think it, the only thing that's going to save them this season is if they bring in Justin Herbert and he turns out to be great? Although from what we've seen Spoiler so far, alert. I mean he can't play call. We've seen he's struggling with play calling. Yeah, he's, um, he spent his entire time in Oregon in the in the shotgun and throwing screens. Yeah, and still can get a big completion percentage and the amount of times we saw him receive I know we're out of time but the amount of times we saw him receive the ball look take his first check second th- check third check back to his first panic and run straight through the line every single yeah. time and then I just yeah. saw the coaches go no yeah. <laughs> right that's the AFC done halfway through now it's time for the NFC East, starting off with the Philadelphia Eagles. So after scraping to the division title, they suffered the yearly injury to Wentz and was taken out by Seattle. <laughs> uh, safety Malcolm Jenkins has gone to the New Orleans Saints. Cornerback Ronald Darby to Washington. Defensive tackle G- Timmy Jernigan to Jacksonville. Cornerback Sidney Jones was waived after never fulfilling his potential. Uh, they picked up wide receiver Jalen Rager from TCU in round one of the draft and QB Jalen Hurts in round two. Biggest free agency signing was Javon Hargrave from Pittsburgh. Broncos safety Will Parks and Rams cornerback Nickel Robby Coleman also joined. Yes, I'm a big fan of Will Parks. Um, I don't think we should have let him go, but um, I like Javon Hargraves from the, from the Steelers. Yeah, so they, I was, yeah, wasn't happy about that. But. And they got Darius Slayton towards the end of last year as well. So their secondary is looking really, much better, really quite good. Yeah, um, especially in that division as well, because there's not not many other secondaries in that division. Let's be honest. No. I think it's. It, the, the Eagles are undoubtedly the favourites for the division. Um, last year, it was all about receivers getting uh, getting injured. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was throwing to water boys and stuff by the end of the last season. Yeah, kitchen um, porters and, and if, stuff. And if Wentz can stay fit, that's the main. That's the reason they bought in Hurts. Yeah, well, it um, makes sense, you know. Yeah, and um, so the season before that, they'd had no one at cornerback. They had no one in the secondary. So yeah. every, it seems there's quite a few years that. They are uh, constantly having those injuries, which is one of the reasons they're bringing in people like Will Parks, mm. guys who are seasoned professionals that you're not going to have to pay 
tons and tons for he's going to play a lot of snaps as well so it doesn't surprise me um and i think they're very very smart moves and that that uh jalen hurts move could end up being really sneaky good oh yeah really good but carson wentz is easily the best division the best quarterback in that division easily and their their offense is easily the most high powered and defense is probably the best as well so they should walk the division Next up then is the Dallas Cowboys. So missing out on the playoffs again and giving their pain in the ass running back Ezekiel Elliott seems to be weighing on the Cowboys. Still no contract for quarterback Dak Prescott as we record this. Uh, a lot of players were let go in the offseason. So Byron Jones to Miami. Linebacker Robert Quinn moved to Chicago. Guard Xavier Suofilo to the Bengals. But the Cowboys smashed the draft. CD Lamb in round one is an instant upgrade and already talented receiving core. Yeah, uh, they, they didn't need that. Well, still got it though. Mm. Alabama cornerback Trayvon Diggs. Uh, Oklahoma defensive tackle Neville Gallimore to go alongside free agency pick up Gerald McCoy. Greg Deleg Zerline signed a three-year deal from the Rams. Ha-ha, Clinton Dix comes in after one season in Chicago. Not a great move, but better than nothing, I suppose. Uh, yeah, so everyone's still talking about Dak Prescott. He's got down to his fifth-year option, so they're going to have to pay him, what, about $39 million, uh, regardless, to, uh, to be franchise-tagged. And then... We'll see what happens. But it looks... <laughs> I don't want to talk about Dak Prescott too much no. for this team. They've got a real chance this year of, of doing something. This is their last year, I think, um, before... Before that Prescott Before that Prescott contract, contract comes yeah. in. Or they cut losses with him and say, well, it's the devil you don't know. Yeah. Um, and if they have a good season, then they're not going to have a high draft pick to try I and address have, that. I have massive concerns about their secondary. Um, their wide receiver core is the best in the NFL and you can't really have any arguments with that mm. um, so I, ju- I don't think they needed a wide receiver in round one I just don't think but I think he's the best wide receiver they've got uh, straight away may, again with wide receivers in the draft and I want to cover this with another team later on wide receivers are the most likely to fail in the NFL uh, first round picks That factually you, you are more likely to get a bust from a wide receiver than any other position. Mm. Their secondary, they don't have any pass rush either. I have massive concerns with with the, the Cowboys. I really do. I don't think they're particularly good enough. They waived Carhar Clinton Dix as well. So he's, they are, free, right? he's, gone he's a free agent. Gone already. already. Yeah. Um, he's fell off a cliff. Yeah. I mean, last year it was the division no one wanted to win. Um, and I suspect it's going to be the division no one wants to finish second this year. <laughs> Next up then is the New York Football Giants. So after drafting a QB last year and then watching him take the same punishment that Eli had been taking, the Giants decided to go with an OT with their first and third picks in the draft. Yeah. Andrew Thomas from Georgia and Matt Pert from UConn are very good pickups there. I mean, there was, there, Matt Pert was the guy I was singing praises for. I think he's you were. got real potential in the NFL. Yeah. Alabama safety uh, Xavier McKinney in round two was also a pretty good pickup. Yep. Free agency, they paid cornerback James Bradbury $43.5 million and linebacker Blake Martinez from Green Bay just over thir- just, sorry, just under $31 million to get a little bit better on defence. Yeah, Blake Martinez is an upgrade. Yeah. Because they haven't really been strong in the secondary since they lost Landon Collins. No, no, not at all. And that was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, despite those moves, yep. I can't see them going ahead of either... Two teams we've just talked about in this division. No, I agree. I think there's a chance they could go ahead, go against the Cowboys. If they beat the Cowboys in the head-to-head, um, which is possible. I mean, we know that there's emotion in that game, then yeah. it's more than possible. 
Um, I've completely forgot to do timer for this one, so I have no idea where we are, so we'll just ramble <laughs> through it. Um, they've also picked up Isaac Yedem as well. So Isaac Yedem was a third-round pick from the Broncos. Yeah. He's gone there for a seventh-round pick, not very much money. That's why you mentioned it. Um, yeah. Because he's a Bronco, but, you've had to mention it. No, no, no. The reason I mention it is because he's, he's one of those guys you look at and just say, just, you are so talented, just don't f*** up. And he constantly does. Yeah. So it's now a fresh chart and he has every chance to sort of make a success of it but the big move in the past couple of days is uh their 2019 first round pick or one of the i think he was the uh the one that wasn't for obj yeah um so deandre baker so anyone who doesn't know deandre baker um no there was i mean there was no massive character concerns coming out of college or anything like that but he was arrested and um has now been sacked by the team not waived Mm -hmm. but sacked (laughs) Um, for four counts of armed robbery. I mean, quite why you need to do that when you're a first-round pick. Wait, it's a friendly watch. Beyond me. I mean, it's absolutely <laughs> insane. So he's been sacked. Um, he's on the commissioner's exempt list anyway. Um, and uh, Giants be Giants. So they won four games last year. They'll win more. And I quite like what I've seen coming out of camp um, from the new coaching staff that they've got. The problem is, uh, again, I talk about offensive coordinators for the Jags. Who's the offensive coordinator for the Giants? You know? No? I don't care. That's why I don't know. Former, okay. Um, his name's completely escaped me. <laughs> no, head coach of the Cowboys last season. Oh, it was Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett is the new offensive coordinator. That's why it went out of my head. I know Joe Judge is the head coach. No, I quite like Joe Judge. He talks football. You've had to throw a flag on that one. I'm not taking a time out for the, okay. the football giants. That's fine. I've got no more flags I want to throw anyway. Let's talk about the football team, shall we? Yeah. So the football team had quite <laughs> a few busy months. Don't call them the football team. What? With the second pick in the draft, they picked yeah. up defensive end phenom Chase Young from Ohio State. Running back Antonio Gibson in round two. So Adrian Peterson has been released and then picked up by the Lions. Alex Smith is back in the building, which is a bit surreal. Uh, though they should be moving forwards with Dwayne Haskins as the starting quarterback. Biggest free agency signing was Kansas City cornerback Kendall Fuller on a four-year, $40 million deal that we briefly mentioned earlier. Um, this is another season where they could hopefully be moving forwards as a football team. Obviously, yeah. new president, new head coach in Ron Rivera, um, new new half name. <laughs> um, I'm Again, I'm, I'm quite... Enthusiastic about the the Washington football team. I'm enthusiastic about their defense. Obviously, the bad news with Ron Rivera being mentioned, diagnosed, he's yeah. been diagnosed with cancer. So, but he's still going to carry on. So, yeah, you know, well done to him. Um, I like Ron Rivera. I think he's oh a, yeah, I think yeah, he's a good guy. But if you look at their defense, I mean, they play a standard base four three, which is the wrong system for them to play. They're yeah. expected to move to a three four this year. Mm-hmm. Um, which anyone who doesn't know, actually, that's three on the uh, on the line, on the front line. So two edge rushes, one defensive tackle. Um, and then four linebackers basically. Yeah. Um, they should move to a three-four. Um, whether they will or not, I don't know. Um, but yeah, one thing that they wanted to do is copy what the uh, Eagles did to win the Super Bowl and basically have two defensive lines that they can just take out. Yeah. And just do a complete swap. And if you look at the talent on defense, they're super talented. They've got some great just, players. Are they going to be able to score any points? And these are the team, uh, Jay Gruden's aforementioned team last year, that scored the fewest amount of points in the NFL. But you start from the start from the defense. Absolutely, you have you have to you have, when you're when you're starting with you know tight ends like Logan Thomas. He's the number one tight end. <laughs> yeah. You have to start on the defense. You just have to. <laughs> There's not enough talent on. I mean, but we saw last season Terry McLaurin was. 
I mean, arguably your rookie offensive rookie of the season. Yeah. Really. Yeah. He, it's about again, it's about what you achieved minus your expectation. Exactly. And Terry McLaurin was right at the top. So NFC North. And uh, the Green Bay Packers first. So a team that was incredibly one game away from the Super Bowl, NFC <laughs> best conference, my ass, managed to completely <laughs> stack the draft. Uh, their round one pick was a quarterback in Utah State's Jordan Love. They probably forgot yeah. they're paying Aaron Rodgers at least $25 million a season until his contract's up in 2024 when he turns 40 years old. They then decided to pick up a running back in round two. Seriously? The two positions they didn't need and Brian right. Gutekunst just couldn't help himself. So despite nine draft picks, they didn't draft a wide receiver. Maybe because they'd signed Devin Funches and Malik Turner, so mission accomplished. This is a team that was on the cusp of doing something great and seemed to have turned away from that. Yeah, and if you believe all reports that we've seen so far, Jordan Love looks diabolical. I could have told you that before yeah. he got drafted. Well, to the to the point where um, everyone 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 has to uh, submit at the start of preseason and at the start of the regular season, and then every week from there a depth chart to basically show who's the first choice, second choice, everyone like that. So yeah. anyone who, ed, go and look at team's depth charts because it gives you an idea on how they're rating. Um, do you know who the second rated quarterback on the Packers depth chart is? I'm guessing it's not Jordan Love. It's not Jordan Love. <laughs> Tim Boyle. Let that sink in. Yeah, after you've Googled who Tim Boyle is, then exactly. you can... Uh... Exactly. Wow. No, th- there's talent on that team. There really is. Um, but there's also gaps. Some huge gaps. Wide receiver was the biggest gap and they did not address it at all. So I mean their number one wide receiver is Devontae Adams, obviously, and he would grace any team Mm -hmm. easily. After that, there's a bit of a gap. I like (laughs) Equiminiscent Brown. I like Equiminiscent Brown, I think but I think he's a genuine deep threat and a bit of a burner. I don't rate Alan Lazard. I'm sorry, I just No. I really, really don't. And I know I know that Aaron Rodgers likes him. But just because he's your mate don't mean he's any good. Sorry. Next up is the Minnesota Vikings. So despite another season in the playoffs beating the Saints, there are a lot of changes for the Vikings over the offseason. A lot of defensive players have left. So let's go for it. Cornerbacks Trey Waynes and Mackenzie Alexander. Defensive lineman Linville Joseph. Stephen Weatherly and Everson Griffin. Safeties Andrew Senderhoe and J. Ron Curse. Luckily for the Vikings, they had 15 picks in the draft. And they used them pretty well. LSU wide receiver Justin Jefferson is a replacement for Stephon Diggs. Cornerbacks Jeff Gladley and Cameron Dantzler. OT, uh, offensive tackle Ezra Cleveland's also come in. They uh, brought in defensive tackle Michael Pierce from the Ravens and defensive end Anthony Zettel from the 49ers. So they haven't got uh, the same OC anymore. Nope. Because Kevin Spencer's gone. But obviously Mike Zimmer's still there. Um, They've always been fairly solid on defence. What do we reckon? I think they've kind of improved with their wide receiver now with Justin Jefferson. Well, this is the interesting thing. So last uh, during the draft, there were five wide receivers who went in round one. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, and and this is what I mentioned earlier on. So the wide receiver is the one position that you're more likely to bust in in the first round. Uh-huh. And Justin Justin Jefferson has rumored to have a terrible preseason. And again, look at the depth chart. He's like fourth on the depth chart. It's really, really not looking good to the point where in the last most recent practice that I looked at, which was about two, three days ago, he wasn't even with the first he wasn't even with no, the he's been uh, practicing with team. the twos at the moment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, but every other wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk, for example, was on personal catching practice with the quarterback. So it's it's one of those things I it's a massive, massive concern. I don't necessarily understand why 
I don't necessarily understand why they've brought in a guy who is completely different to Stefan Diggs. I mean, Justin Jefferson and Stefan Diggs are not like for like comparisons whatsoever. I get Jefferson's great body of work with LSU last year mm-hmm. with um, Borrow, but he just appears to be a very, very different quarter, a very, very different player in terms of his style to Stefan Diggs, and that's a big concern. I think he's going to be a late bloomer in this season. He has to I think be. It's not. It's not easy when not having the preseason games. No. Um, it's the same Mike Zimmer's, every... Mike Zimmer's an old school defensive coach as well, so <laughs> he'll stick with the players that were there last season and eventually blood them in. Yeah. Um, when he realizes just how good Jefferson is, but there we go. Um, next up then is the Chicago Bears. So one of the hardest fought battles I'm sure ever happened. Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky was named the starting corner quarterback for the Bears ahead of new boy Big Dick Nick Foles. Um, Chase Daniel, last year's sometime QB, has gone in division to the Lions. Linebackers Nick Fiakoski and Leonard Floyd have gone, as well as cornerback Prince Amukamara. The Bears clearly had a bit of cash lying around because they gave linebacker Robert Quinn $70 million of it. Jimmy Graham, in the year 2020, is going to be getting $9 million, uh, but they still use their first pick in the draft to take tight end Cole Komet. Yeah. I mean, so riddle me that one, Dave. They'd already confirmed that they're not going to pick up Mitch, Mitch Trubisky's fifth-year option, so there's a lot of cap <laughs> lying around. And uh, most, of the, um, most of the money that's being paid to Nick Foles is still being paid by Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, so not too much of a surprise that they can afford to hand out some cash elsewhere. I mean, their strength is still the defence. You look at the roster Ish. and it's heavily on the defence. Um, there are still a number of stars. There's still a lot of players who haven't really achieved that much so far on defence. And you're still waiting for Rockhorn Smith to really break out. Yeah. He's, had, he's in his third year now. Isn't Everyone had a down year last year. Yeah, I mean, there's still. I mean, Eddie Jackson still had a good year. Um, but... I, I like Eddie Jackson. I don't think he's necessarily as good as everyone says he is. He got voted in the uh, the, the Bears' top 100 players of all time. How, <laughs> how ridiculous is that, by the way? Uh, let that sink in. That's, that's blasphemy, yeah. considering some of their history. Exactly. I mean, they've got the greatest team, the greatest defense of all time, the pinnacle of teams that every, Bears. everyone compares them to, and he got voted in the top 100. There you go. Yeah. Um, well, they ain't got a quarterback in that top 100. So, <laughs> well, the, I, one of the big problems that I've got with this, um, one of the big problems I've got with this Chicago team is there's just not enough quality on offense. It's as Ooh. simple as that. It feels similar to the Redskins, Washington football <laughs> team. We need a swear box, don't we? Yeah. It feels very, very similar to that. There's just not enough talent. Um, Foles is going. Uh, so they've already announced that Trubisky is going to start the starter. week one, um, first half of week one anyway. When is Foles gonna become the starter. When's Second half of week one. You reckon literally that early? Yeah, possibly. I reckon week four. So how many interceptions he throws in the first? Who's he playing week one? Do we know? Uh, got the got the fixtures. I I Doesn't haven't. matter. Doesn't matter. I'd give it three weeks. Three yeah. weeks of of mediocrity, and then they'll be clambering. For I'd love to come in. I'd love. I know we're over the two minutes now, but I oh, would love get off it. nothing more than Trubisky to come in and be brilliant next season and then be forced to take the fifth year option and then he revert back to type and be garbage ouch <laughs> let's talk about the Detroit Lions then so that's yeah. a good segue uh, another year that started off so well but fell off the Matt Stafford injury cliff with the third pick in the draft the Lions have picked up a higher state cornerback Jeff Okuda their secondary was appalling last year so that's a need fixed yeah. they picked up two guards to help cover for the loss of Graham Glasgow to Denver um, biggest free agency signing was another guard uh, Hala Vitae from the Eagles linebacker Jamie Collins comes in from New England as well um, I don't know it's one of those seasons where they start off so well and then just have like three games 
uh, Stafford got cut down. Yeah. And the games they were playing in, they either won it or they were unlucky to lose the games. So I think they uh, beat the Packers. Yeah. In one of the games. Well, they were close to beating the Packers I'm, and got I'm a it massive, stolen away from them with penalties. But I'm a massive Stafford fan. I think he's hugely underrated. And it's a bit like the Carson Palmer thing. He's never yeah. played a really good team. Uh, when he he used to have Megatron to throw it. Well, yeah, but that was one. And Megatron had six men. <laughs> yeah, Hall of Famer. Uh, no, I agree. But I'm a massive fan uh, of Stafford's. And even last season when they had Jeff Driscoll in, they looked okay. I mean, they weren't winning games. They were losing very narrowly, but they looked okay. Yeah. And then they get, what was it, David But their Blau. cornerbacks were non-existent. Yeah, David Blau. Yeah. yeah. I mean, wh- yeah. They, they'd given up a lot. I mean, they bought in some... Didn't they beat weird... the Chiefs? Or they were close to... They, they would have beaten the Chiefs. They got a... There was a 99-yard uh, fumble recovery by mm. the Chiefs that made them win it in the end, <laughs> but they were close to beating the Chiefs But the Lions, the Lions are undoubtedly my favourite team in that division. Um, undoubtedly Ooh, okay. Um, I don't think they'll win it I think they'll probably still come last um, <laughs> it's just the way it goes for the Lions isn't it it's just yeah, unlucky I, I feel genuinely sorry for their fans because for so long they've had nothing yeah. this is now uh, a make or break for their coaching staff if, if nothing's because they've uh, so the owner I think has given up um, his stake in it uh, her stake in it rather and it's now her daughter that's taken over and she's basically <laughs> stolen so it's going to be very, very, very different. <laughs> Inspiring. Uh, well, it's just a case of look, you need you need to start doing uh, better than you have been because three win seasons just aren't good enough. New. Yep. So that's the NFC North done. Two left. It's the NFC South. So the New Orleans Saints. After another disappointing playoff run, the Saints find themselves a year closer to the end of any Super Bowl run with Drew Brees under center. Teddy Bridgewater has gone to Carolina to get paid as their starter for a while. So former number one overall pick Jameis Winston is now backing up the old ignoramus Breeze. So apart from Michael Thomas, there's not an awful lot to throw at. No, literally nothing. Um, Alvin Kamara has signed a new deal. So that's kind of promising for them. Yeah. But I think the thing that's interesting, I mean, you, you and I are both fathers, and the fact that Alvin Kamara last week, um, we know he was a bit off last season, had an epidural in order to cure his back problem. He's putting a sticky back plastic on a volcano. Yeah. And uh, good luck in playing in the NFL a week after having an epidural, son. I mean, that's all I can say. Um, I think they might be targeting that. Yeah, slightly. a little bit. <laughs> don't, hit, don't aim for the legs, aim for the hips. No, um, I'm, I'm a bit worried about this Saints team. Um, they haven't really addressed the Drew Brees um, handover no. to a new quarterback. Well, they, that's, that's the most curious out of all teams, really, because... They Don't put, you dare talk to me about Taysom Hill. No, no, no. They, they put a first round tender on Taysom Hill. So anyone who doesn't know, when you enter into free agency, if someone's a restricted free agency, you put a price on them that you want other teams to pay. And that's basically yep. like a, a, a release clause. So you can say, I'll put a £10 million release clause. The team comes in to pay that and they can go and talk to them. They put a first round tender on him, which immediately says that's almost certain that you're going to give him a big contract. But then they go out and pick, pick up Jameis Winston. <laughs> so it just feels a bit weird. I mean, it doesn't make sense. I'm not sure they know what's going on. Maybe. But, but their their roster stinks of a team that's in win-now mode. Because you look at the amount of older players yeah. who are... Well, bringing in Malcolm Jenkins and Emmanuel Sanders, they're not young. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean... It, all over the roster it's exactly the same I mean the ball in Cesar Ruiz you mentioned that he's a centre he's not playing centre he's going to play right or left guard which he's mm. done in college a few times there's no way he's playing centre he's not a leader of the defence like that he'll be playing guard I mean Eric McCoy is going to play centre he just is um, but their offensive line's still good um, I, 
probably out of time and there's nothing more to say about the Saints really. No, keep your two minutes, minutes going here, Dave. I think, <laughs> I think Right, next up is the Atlanta Falcons. So much like the Saints, but without the playoff appearances, the Falcons <laughs> seem like a team on the decline. Uh, Matt Ryan's another year removed from Carl Shanahan's magic. Any moves made has been largely rotational players, so defensive end Vic, Be- Vic Beasley's gone to Tennessee, tight end Austin Hooper to the Browns, and cornerback Desmond Trufant to the Lions. Biggest free agency signing was Dante Fowler from the Rams on a three-year, $45 million deal. The Rams couldn't pay everyone, so the Falcons picked up the tab on this one. Yep. Todd Gurley's another Ram that's returned to Georgia on a one-year, $5.5 million contract. Some first-round pick was t- Clemson cornerback AJ Terrell. Some felt that was overdrafting. It didn't get much better for them after the, ra- for the rest of the draft. So, yeah, Falcons somehow managed to finish second in that division, pro- probably through the Bucks sliding and... Uh, Panthers being completely all over the place but I don't think that this season they're going to be as lucky uh, I think that no. these other teams are going to be moving forwards and the Falcons are going to be and so, for sorry that. for sounding like a, a broken record but their secondary is awful yeah um, it's it's no bueno yes unfortunately uh, I mean with the Todd Gurley signing makes me nervous for them because um, their running game has always been okay with likes of Freeman, who um, um, Coleman, yeah, Coleman was fine. Freeman was good, um, and Gurley's not just not going to have that impact. Um, they're paying a huge amount of money. They're paying Fowler a huge amount of money as well. Um, it just feels like a team that's somewhat lost its identity. They kind of not a powerhouse on offense, not a powerhouse on defense, not terrible on either either. So it's it's it just feels like they're a bit sort of caught in them I don't know what they are a bit meh um, and in a division with a few decent teams in it um, they could end up finishing last they really could um, yeah. it's also a shame that they're not coming to London because the Broncos against Falcons was going to be one of the London games. there you go yes right next up then is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers so the Bucks GM Jason Licht and head coach Bruce Arians have decided to roll the dice and put everything on 43 that's right Tom Brady takes over mm-hmm. from Jameis Winston's saga uh they also bring back Gronk from the WWE. How about a 32-year-old LaShawn McCoy and Leonard Fournette? So Super Bowl favourite, surely, right? Yeah, uh, their draft was pretty good. OT, Christian Wurst from Iowa was a bit of a steal. Ndamukong <laughs> Sue signed a one-year contract extension, as did Blaine Gabbert. So if Tom does slip a disc, then his ship will keep on sailing with Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> uh, Dave, please riddle me why anyone thinks the Bucks are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Two words. Tom Brady. <laughs> Uh, did you see Tom Brady at home Yeah, against the Titans? But, I mean... Threw a pick six on his last ever play for them. He did. But you can also say that the Patriots wide receivers were dead last and gaining separation last year. You can make excuses either way. I, I'm with you. I, I don't necessarily see it. I think the Bucks are talented defensively. Mm, um, they've always been. Like, yeah. But this has never put it on Leonard, uh, Leonard Fournette could end up being... Turn out to be a real, real success for them. I mean... He so Tom Brady's targeted running backs 165 times last season, significantly more than everyone else. Well, they usually standing behind the line of scrimmage, aren't they? So prime real estate. And he does that thing where he just moves the ball forward like an inch to the <laughs> running back, and that classes as a pass and that yeah. kind of thing. Um, 174 times the season before that, and Leonard Fournette is really good with his hands, like surprisingly good. Um, to the point last season, 72 receptions. Um, and it, it for 522 yards mm. so he could end up being one of the secrets to the success in Tampa I don't feel like they're going to be 
in, I don't feel like they're going to be someone who we're looking at in the and saying they're going to be one of the favourites. I just don't see it, unfortunately. Uh, last one then in the NFC South is the Carolina Panthers. So a new start for the Panthers. Their Super Bowl hangover has lasted four years. A bit like Dave <laughs> and the Sambuca. Cam Newton was let go, as was cornerback James Bradbury, defensive lineman Mario Addison, Gerald McCoy, Vernon Butler, Bruce Irvin, Dontari Poe and Kyle Love. Um, the plan was then to use all seven draft picks on defensive players, and that's exactly uh, what has happened. Yep. So defensive tackle Derek Brown from Auburn, Yita Gross-Massos from Penn State, defensive backs Jeremy Chin, Troy Pride and Kenny Robinson led the group. Um, the biggest free agency signing was Teddy Bridgewater as a new quarterback starter, wide receiver Robbie Anderson from the Jets, and defensive end Stephen Weatherly from Minnesota. I really like what's going on down in Carolina, Dave. As much mm. as I loved seeing Cam Newton as the face of the franchise there, if they're going to move on, you've got to start with the defence, and that's exactly what's happening. So yeah. uh, Matt Rule um, has come in, and I'm liking the moves he's making here. Yeah. I, I think they are not an easy team to beat. So M- Matt Rule is the head coach I've been most impressed with in the off-season. Cool. Um, so listening to a lot of what he says. So he was the former Baylor head coach. Yes. And he took them from, in his first season, I think they were 1-11. and 11. Mm-hmm. And in his third season, he took them to 11-3. and three. And this is the key point with the same quarterback. Didn't change, chop a change a different quarterback, mm-hmm. kept the same guy and took him to 11-3. And, and that's really important. And to put it in, into perspective, Baylor have only been, had a better record of 11-3 and three twice in the last 40 years. So they're not a, they're not an LSU. They're not a, no. LSU aren't an LSU. They're not an Alabama. <laughs> not, not a storage a, franchise. Yeah, I mean it's Baylor. The problem is, I mean their wide receivers might be sneaky good. Mm. I like DJ. DJ Moore. Moore's good. I think he's got great hands. His catch radius is the size of. I mean, you get anywhere in, anywhere even close to him, he'll pull it in. Yeah. Um, Robbie Anderson's okay. Curtis Samuel, I think, is massively underachieved in his career. Yeah, he's um, more of a running back. Name their top tight end. Pop quiz. Oh no, Chris Manhurts. That's why I didn't get it. <laughs> I thought it was Ian Thomas. No. <laughs> um, they opened against Vegas, so they're going to get a win week one. Um, they've got CMC, and so that was going to be my chance. next point. That was absolutely going to be my next point. They've got the best running back, stroke, dual threat player in the NFL. Yep, and that is the NFC South. Yes. Uh, last one then is the NFC West. First up is the San Francisco 49ers. So after a devastating stinger of a Super Bowl defeat in February, Kyle Shanahan has to get him ready to try again and go one better this year. Uh, they got a first round pick by trading DeForest Buckner to the Colts, which they used on South Carolina defensive tackle Javon Kinlaw. So great bit of business there. They also drafted wide receiver Brandon Ayuk with Emmanuel Sanders gone. They had the retirement of six-time Pro Bowl tackle Joe Staley, so picked up Colton McKivitz in round five and guard Tom Compton from the Jets to help. And Trent Williams cover. as well. And Trent Williams as well from... Yeah. The Washington football team. It's free agent at that point, but yes. <laughs> yeah. The former. Yes. <laughs> um, what do we think? Are they going to go one better this year? No. Are they going to go worse this year? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> it's the, the, the thing, the problem is, and it's what I've said on a number of occasions, so the Rams proved last year that the Super Bowl hangover is a tangible, Ooh. quantifiable thing. We've seen it a number of times. And... I don't feel like the 49ers are going to buck that trend. Um, I think Jimmy G has... His regular season record is like 21-5. and five. So, they'll again, they're, they're kind of going to be similar to the Ravens in the fact that their regular season is going to look after itself. They're going to get through to the playoffs. 
whether it be hooker by crook, whether it be as a, a wildcard team or whether they're going to win the division. Probably going to win the division, if I'm honest. Um, but I just don't feel like... I, th- I think the, the Super Bowl loss was so gutting, was so gutting that there's every chance... Up that, by 10 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I'm going to have to throw the my final time out yeah, for him on this one, Dave, because I've got to talk just very briefly to say that George Kittle agreed a five-year, $75 million contract extension with the 49ers that breaks down to 18 million signing bonus 30 million guaranteed at signing and total guarantees of 40 million obviously that's a massive jump for the 26 year old who got drafted with pick 146 in the 2017 draft that's the fifth round who went um one pick before him dave do you know um steed marbronk uh no it was another tight end jake butt oh wow I mean, so uh, just thought I'd let you know that, mate. You could have had George Kittle in your yeah, team, but, so but you could picked you. Jake Cutt. So could every yeah, other but team. You picked in the up NFL. a tight end. Yeah, we picked up, after. Yeah, we picked we picked up tight. We picked up Jake Butt but because before. he had ample amount of talent at the at that point. I mean, it wasn't just the Broncos who didn't pick him up. It's every other team didn't pick him up multiple times. Just feel the burn, Dave. Right? Get back in your box. <laughs> feel the burn. What's worse <laughs> is that Jake Butt is still on our roster. <laughs> Um, you picked. You picked up. Um, you picked up uh, what, 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 what? Kittle in free agency yesterday. Uh, in, in the um, fantasy, fantasy, fantasy yeah. yesterday. I was picking eleven second, out of twelve. Second round. I was 11, picking eleven out of no twelve. Legs. All the wide receivers are gone. You could well, have got a running right. back. You can get no, running back. I had a running back in, back in round one. I got Joe Mixon with my first pick. You did actually. Well so done. I then picked up the best tight end in the game. So okay, in the second round. Yeah, <laughs> I got texted saying Jim's lost his mind. No. <laughs> No, I thought I'd get in there first with the best in, in the position. So Yeah, we? I had him last year and I won. I almost, I was smidging away from winning. Just don't got to think about tight end now for the season. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, so then, uh, next up is the Seattle Seahawks. So we try. Still got, we still got one minute and 24 seconds no, left on your plan. <laughs> uh, I'll seed that time, Dave. Yeah? Okay. I'll seed that time. We'll give you um, back to later on in the season. Yeah. <laughs> so try looking for a big name player that came or went from the Seahawks this offseason. You won't find one. Uh, tackle George Fant went to the Jets for 30 million but the Seahawks O-line has been a league joke for years now Yeah. Uh, don't tell me Greg Olsen's a big name anymore for production anyway uh, even their draft was uber Seahawks so linebacker Jordan Brooks was taken at 27 they drafted two tight ends and two defensive ends Seahawks live and die on Russell Wilson mm-hmm. uh, and they don't seem to be helping him out too much at least in this last off season no. um, on the offensive side of the ball so again, they they look more at the kind of bread and butter positions at linebacker, defensive end. Um, they've obviously got two very good receivers in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Resigned Josh Gordon as well, I think. Um, Resigned Josh Gordon again, uh, as long as they let him play. Yeah. So I don't know. I as much as you just think they're a shoe in to be around the playoffs every year, they will do because they've got Russell Wilson. But do you think this is another year too long for Pete Carroll to be the head coach of this team? Um, it feels like he's just a dead man walking. I'm not not saying about his age. I'm just talking about the fact uh, that he's been there for a long time and the, the, the zhizh seems to have gone from that team. He has, but he's a defensive coach. And if he can look, if he can get the defence playing the way that they should be with the talent that they've got, now with Jamal Adams coming in, um, Bruce Irvin's come in, um, Quentin Dunbar's come in, there's players coming in. I mean, all the stars come in on defense. That's what yeah. they do. So as long as he can look and go, well, I'm a defensive coach and my defense is absolutely fine. That's enough. For but him they to have stay. they've mortgaged their future, haven't they? With those first yeah. round picks gone. Yes. 
I know he's probably I mean, worth it, Jamal Adams. But Jamal Adams, yeah, but he is, but he's one player. Of. I'm not a yeah. fan of giving multiple. He's not worked out in Chicago. He's not going <laughs> to no, work out with the Rams. Not worked out in he's, Houston. Exactly. I, I'm not a fan of giving multiple New picks Orleans. for one for one guy. It stinks of an organization being desperate on one particular position. Because all of a sudden, I mean, if he goes down, if he Jamal Adams gets injured, there is a million picks they've given for him. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's it's ruined potentially ruined their future. If he has a career-ending injury, that's them done. Um, and quite frankly, I don't think his safety makes that much of a difference. If I'm honest, possibly on a, on a season. I think they're, on a they're season, very important. I, I think they're important, but they're not the difference maker. These no one says this is a safeties league. <laughs> no, no, no one says that. Two teams left. First up, it's the Los Angeles Rams. So the Rams are just mid-climb down from their Super Bowl 53 loss to the Pats. Doesn't look to get any easier as big contracts start to bite and player attitudes start to dip. Uh, out go five starters. The, uh, Dante Fowler, Corey Littleton, Greg Zerline, Todd Gurley and Nickel Robbie Coleman. Uh, there was no first round pick thanks to getting Jalen Ramsey who just got a five-year, $105 million contract extension. So their first pick was running back Cam Akers from Florida State. Um, I could make an argument for them overdrafting most of their nine draft picks, yes. but we haven't got time. Um, they've had to bring back 38-year-old left tackle Andrew Whitworth, who looks very tired on hard knocks. Oh, he looks knackered. <laughs> and there's a reason they've got to bring back people like Andrew Whitworth, is because yeah. they can't afford to pay other people. Well, they're not... Hang on. Andrew Whitworth's not paying for pennies. He's not no, paying he's for not, peanuts. No. He's paying for... Uh, they're paying him a lot of money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like They can't afford to get a younger person in. Yeah. Potentially, yeah. <laughs> uh, what do we think, Dave? What's happening to the Rams this year? Well, I think there's been a lot of negativity about the Rams in the off-season, um, especially around Jared Goff. I mean, they're kind of proving the point that the Super Bowl hangover is real, as I've mentioned already. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jared Goff came, and let's not forget, he was really recently, he was in a Super Bowl. You know, the season before that, he was with uh, Jeff Fisher. Yeah. I mean, he had an awful year. Awful. So he's proven he's good enough. I mean, they're paying Brandon Cooks twenty-two million. They're paying Todd Gurley eleven point seven million still to not be there. Um, yeah, and Brandon Cooks is taking up twenty-one point eight million, I think, in total. They did get at least a good draft pick out of Brandon Cooks. Yeah, not yeah, the first did. round they, I mean, they took of him, but you know, I don't think they necessarily got a good deal for Brandon Cooks considering he went to the Texans. They could have got considering more. he's always concussed. They could I have think got a lot more a good deal. from the Texans. Um, <laughs> it just feels like they're a team again. Some a few years ago, they were a win now team. They didn't win now, and we're seeing the back end of it. it. Yeah, yeah, we're seeing the back end of it. We're I don't think they've got enough young talent. Uh, they've got some good young talent from previous years, but not enough to be any kind of force. Last up then is the Arizona Cardinals. So the Cardinals started to move in the right direction by the end of last season. As far as Brett Coleman's concerned, it was mostly Terrell Suggs' fault uh, and the players learning Vance <laughs> Joseph's scheme. <laughs> Probably not true, not, um, not false. Uh, best, biggest player out was defensive end Rodney Gunter to Jacksonville for $18 million. Biggest free agency signing was Bill's defensive end Jordan Phillips for $30 million. They also nabbed a true wildcard pick in the draft. Defensive all-rounder Isaiah Simmons from Clemson with pick number eight. Yep. They even managed to get tackled Josh Jones from Houston in round three and defensive tackle Lecky Fotu from, from Utah in round four. So they the last couple of games of the season, they did start to turn it on um, and maybe a good chance they, they carry it on into this season, Dave. Yeah, I mean, in stark contrast to the Rams, there's a lot of positivity about the cards this year. A yeah. huge amount. Um, <laughs> Kyler Murray still looks great. Um, Fitzgerald is back again. Fitz is back once more. 
Um, they got rid of David Johnson. He freed up a billion quid's worth of cap room. <laughs> um, soaked up by DeAndre Hopkins. Um, yeah. I mean, Kyler Murray last year was almost 4,000. I think it's 3,800 passing yards last year. With no rushed, O-line. Yeah, rushed for 500 and something yards. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you there was a video clip on uh, Twitter where someone put the Benny Hill music on Kyler Murray. <laughs> and it was so good. Uh, the Cards have improved in the offseason in most areas. Their records have been much better. They won five games last year and they lost a couple by a squidge as well. Yeah. Um, I think there's no doubt that the 49ers are going to win it and a close second. So they're going to be Usain Bolt. Johan Blake is going to be uh, the Steelers. Steelers, Seahawks. Um, and then there's very much going to be a case of the Rams and the Cards sort of backing up after that and I quite fancy the cards just to nick mm-hmm. ahead mm-hmm. of the Rams I, I mean who would have thought we were going to be saying that two years ago it's a, it's a tough division yeah I mean Kyler Murray might just throw the best ball in the NFL um, if I'm honest you look at the, the tight spiral it's, it doesn't wave and the way it comes out it just looks effortless he kind of looks like what Aaron Rodgers was about three years you know the Rod- way that Rodgers just used to be able to extend out and just flick get it and... massive yards on what was essentially a wrist flick Murray's yeah. able to do that though most of the time he's running for his bloody life so you don't necessarily see the, <laughs> see the benefit of that look at the set his feet yeah there we go Dave that was the state of him that's it can you believe the state of him yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we kept pretty much to the two minute time limit for the most part oh no we were all over the shot <sighs> Anyway, we're done. That's it. This weekend we get the first games, and so we'll be back with the week one review slash week two preview um, next week. We are. There's one thing that I wanted to do, and I haven't spoken to you about this, but I want to introduce a feature. Just We haven't done the King's picks. We haven't done that this oh, year. Oh, crap, no. We'll, we'll put you then against uh, different people every week, shall we? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Sounds better <laughs> than uh, what we were doing last year. <laughs> okay. So, um, week one then, Dave, we'll put you up against uh, Lou. Hey, Lou. Hello, how are you doing? Hello, congratulations <laughs> on the you. sun. Thank you. Um, so, just for the people that are listening, you're a Giants fan, right? I am. How did that work out? Um, well, you I went to New to York, it. didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, it was all about New York. Like, I've always fancied to go in and it's just, we got engaged in New York and it's just, do you know what I mean, links. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not the Jets though. No. Like, they're, they're standards. No, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I didn't do the Jets. I think it's Giants, I don't know. Just the week they were playing, I suppose. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think it was that. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, how lucky you were. Yeah. Potentially, yeah. I don't know. I don't really like the Giants, but there we go. There's <laughs> another, another podcast there. Um, right, so we're gonna go through the week one picks, and then you can pick who you want. For, well, ladies first, I think. No, Dave, shall we? Always, always make sure the lady comes first. As if you, as if you ever believe that. So, okay, so the, the first game was actually um, for us Friday night slash uh, sun, Saturday morning, and that is the Houston Texans at the Kansas City Chiefs. Ah, right, So, Super okay. Bowl winners. I reckon, I reckon the Chiefs. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Staying safe. Dave, you're going for the Chiefs as well, I take it, okay? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, we're on to Sunday then. First mm. up, it's the Philadelphia Eagles at the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, I see. Washington football where? team. Oh, where's it? Where's that one then? That one's that one there, isn't it? So, I reckon the Eagles on that one. Okay, Dave yeah. is also going for the Eagles. Dave's going to get a point now, right? <laughs> so, as you're feeding the baby. <laughs> Washington. Washington football team. Oh, is that new? Well, they removed the previous name. 
if you remember. Oh, right. Okay, that's But they haven't like, come up with a new eh? name, so yeah. It's just right. fo- just football team now. Yeah, yeah. baby brain. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> 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 We've got an AFC East matchup. It's the Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. Mm, Dolphins and Patriots. Dolph- it's got to be Patriots. Okay, Dave, you're going for the Dolphins, are you? Going for the Dolphins. Okay. Ooh. Okay, and an NFC North matchup. It's the Green Bay Packers at the Mi- Minnesota Vikings. Ooh, Packers Vikings. Packers. I-, I reckon Packers. Dave's going for the Vikings. Okay, so <laughs> it's going to be an interesting evening, you two. Um, next up, it's an AFC South matchup: the Indianapolis Colts at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, it's going to be. Mm. I, I, yeah, it's going to be Colts. Easy. Colts. Dave's Easy. also going for the Colts. Fair enough. Poor Jacksonville. Um, over before yeah. it began for them. Next <laughs> up, Chicago. So NFC North: Chicago Bears at Detroit Lions. Lions. Dave's got Lions as well. Yeah. Not not fancying a bit of Mitchell Trubisky action there. No, okay. no, I reckon it's going to be because they're, they're at home and they're a pretty good team. Like the Lions. Just unlucky. They are. Just unlucky. We were talking about that earlier. Um, then it's the Las Vegas Raiders. So brand new Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders. Don't don't think about the past. Uh, at the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Panthers Raiders. Mm, I don't know what that is, but anyway. It's in Carolina. Yeah. I reckon Raiders. Panthers all day long. (laughs) Don't worry, he doesn't know, Lou. It hasn't happened yet. (laughs) So it's not as if he's uh, he's just sport the final score. Intimidation tactics, that's all it is. Okay. Uh, AFC East again. It's the New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills. Now, from a Giants fan, you going for the Jets or are you going to? Yeah, no, I think. Well, if you're a Giants fan, you hate both of them, so it makes no difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be the um, Buffalo Bills. Uh, I'm going. I see, I want to go Bills, but I'm going to go Jets. Okay, (laughs) fair enough. Yes. Makes it more interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going for Donald. Back in Donald. Okay. Then we've got an uh, AFC North matchup the Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, it's going to be Ravens. Straight. Two Raven picks there, Dave nodding. The <laughs> we've got a bird fight here. It's the Seattle Seahawks at the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, I'm going to Atlanta Falcons because they're my second team. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she hates the colours of the Seahawks as well. Yeah, God, um, green and blue. Oh, uh, Seahawks, I reckon. <laughs> Seahawks. Where, where okay. is it? Where is it? It's in Atlanta. She's made it a bit more hard. No, I'm no, f- it. It. still going Seahawks. No, Seahawks. Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay, right. Then we've got the LA Chargers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, what oh, a game! Chargers, That's Chargers, a dirty matchup. <laughs> Who do you like least? Yeah, I reckon Chargers. I think they're the better team. Yeah, Chargers. I can't go Bengals. I won't go Bengals at all this season. Chargers. Oh, I don't think you might. Right. Okay, uh, then it's the NFC West matchup of the Arizona Cardinals at the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, I hate 49ers, man. <laughs> So what was it? I don't even know what the other team was. The Cardinals. I'll go for Cardinals then. <laughs> uh, I'm going 49ers. <laughs> okay. Uh, then the last game on the Sunday regular feature is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New Orleans Saints. That's Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. Oh, Saints. Saints. Okay. Easy. Yeah. Uh, the Sunday night game is the Dallas Cowboys at the LA Rams. So SoFi Stadium. Rams. Rams all the way. 
I mean, that is that's quite that's a decent game, you know. It's it is a decent it's game. Uh, Rams. Um, Dallas. Dallas. Okay, right. Yeah. I think, and then, yeah, Rams are going to have trouble stopping the Rams. Going against me, like every team nearly. He's trying to. He's trying to. Keep it interesting. And then the Monday night games, we've got two games. First up, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers at the New York Giants. Ooh. Steelers, Giants, Giants. Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> next one, well game done, of the week. Love you really, Dave. <laughs> no, uh, next, the, and then the last game bra, of the bra, 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 bra. week one schedule is the Tennessee Titans at the Denver Broncos. I'll go Broncos. Yeah, you're better as well. Oh, wow. See, really? I, mean, I back your team. But the old Denver Broncos? Yeah. Well, the reason I'm not backing the Giants is because they're garbage. <laughs> they're not garbage. No. They they're not. All right. We'll, <laughs> well, thank you very much, Lee, for p- right. picking live as well. Yeah. Um, so there we go. There's the week one picks. We'll be back uh, next week to mull over what happened in that week one roundup, and then we'll look ahead to week two as well. So if you want to get in on the uh, the picks against Dave this season, then please um, let me know. Uh, you can contact us on Twitter at Jim and the King. Uh, you can go to jimtheking.com and you can message us there as well. Um, it'll all be up on there later on when I have a chance to edit it all. <laughs> but um, until then, Dave, anything you want to add at the end? Not really. The only thing I want to know is what game. What's your what? What's the game you're really looking forward to? Because obviously it's been a long, long time without football. So what's your? I want game to see my Steelers play. Other than your Steelers, I mean that's like that's a game. Don't care anymore. Just want to see my Steelers play. I think on reflection of the although the, watching watching the old men of uh, Brady and Breeze going at each other is going to be quite fun. Yeah. <laughs> um. I'm. I on reflection of the fixtures you've just mentioned. I think Dallas against. The Rams. Um, the Rams. LA is going to be quite. Can't quite say LA anymore because there's two of them. So who are you talking yeah, about? That's true. Um, yeah, Annoying. so Rams. I think, yeah, that's that's one of the games I'm really looking forward to. I think Rams are going to have real trouble stopping the run. It's essentially going to be Aaron Donald against Zeke. <laughs> I mean, it <laughs> doesn't get up. any better than that. <laughs> Either that or both of them are going to go over the top. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. That receiving core against the secondary. So it's, it's, we could end up seeing CeeDee Lamb against Jalen Ramsey. That's that sound. That's, 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 that's decent. Good, yeah. That's decent. I'm, like, I'm quite happy with that. Right, let's get on with it then. So until next week, I've been Jim. That's been Denver David. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah.